Hello, it's August 7th, 2019. This is Future Vision. Thank you for listening. We have huge breaking news. Scientists have just made the shocking announcement that there is life on the moon. Well, maybe. Kinda. If you remember a few months back, the Israeli Beersheet probe was trying to make the first commercial landing on the moon when Mission Control lost communication with it and it crashed into the lunar surface. Turns out that probe had some passengers on board. A bunch of tardigrades some of the smallest animals on Earth, and they may still be alive. Tardigrades, or as you might have heard them be called, water bears, I'm Patrick Stewart as a water bear, are millimeter-long creatures that look like eight-legged maggots. Oh, and their faces look like butts. They're also some of the hardiest animals around. They've been found living on top of mountains, in the middle of the hottest deserts, and in subglacial lakes in Antarctica. They've even survived being frozen in liquid helium and being boiled at 149 degrees Celsius. The reason these little buggers are so hard to kill is their ability to shrivel into a seed-like pod, expelling nearly all of its water and slashing its metabolism. In this state, water bears can hunker down and survive conditions that would normally be swiftly fatal. In 2007, scientists discovered that inactive tardigrades are so tough they can survive the harsh radiation and frigid vacuum of space travel. The people who put the tardigrades in the probe, the U.S.-based Arch Mission Foundation, whose goal is to find a backup for Earth, say that if the water bears were in their state of hibernation at the time of the crash, there's a good chance that they survived. However, they wouldn't be the only Earth-based organism on the moon. There would also be microbes in the bags of feces left behind by the Apollo astronauts. So, water bears and space poop on the moon. We're off to a great start. I can't wait to move there. Here's a question for you. Would you rather lose your job to a robot or another human? Well, if you're like most people, you'd prefer to be replaced by the machine. At least that's what a team from the Technical University of Munich in Germany says. According to team leader Armin Granulo, 63% of people surveyed said that if they were going to lose their job, they would rather not have another person take over for them, but instead a robot. Oddly enough, almost the exact same amount of people said that if their co-workers were going to be shown the door, they'd rather it be another human to take over. 
Granulo says that being replaced by modern technology versus being replaced by humans has different psychological consequences. The team found that people rated robots as less threatening to their self-identity than human replacements in a job setting. That may be because people don't feel they can or must compete with a robot or a piece of software in the same way as they might another person. And that's pretty convenient seeing as how they will be replaced by robots. According to research done by the University of Oxford in 2013, about half the jobs in the United States could be done by robots in the next 20 years. To be honest with you, though, I'm not totally convinced that my job will be automated by a machine, though. I think I would be much more easily replaced by a team, a well-trained team of a chimpanzee and a parrot. I'd listen to that. That would be a good podcast, actually. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. Ignition, lift off. That's the sound of SpaceX's 10th successful rocket launch on the year. Last night, a Falcon 9 blasted off from Cape Canaveral carrying the AMOS-17 satellite, which will be providing KA band, KU band, and C band service to Africa, the Middle East, and Europe. This mission was provided by SpaceX to Spacecom for free due to the AMOS 6 static fire failure, which destroyed the satellite and precluded the launch in 2016. SpaceX managed to catch the falling fairings on their recovery boat, named Miss Tree, achieving their secondary mission. However, we didn't get the cool sight of the booster rocket landing that we've come to expect from SpaceX launches, as it was the third journey into space of this booster and considered expendable. The Falcon 9 was launched from SLC-40, just 12 days after the last blast-off, the fastest pad turnaround time ever. Japan has some futuristic plans for their city's transportation system. They're going to be bringing in flying cars. Flying cars. The Japanese government has previously said they hope to have their citizens zooming around the skies by 2030, and they're getting pretty serious about hitting that mark, even going so far as to build a test course for flying cars in Fukushima, the site that got hit in 2011 by a tsunami and earthquake and nuclear accident, so I guess they're kind of making lemonade out of that situation. On Monday, NEC, a Tokyo-based global leader in flying car technology, unveiled their new prototype. 
that honestly looks to me more like a toy drone that you could get at Best Buy than it does a car. And it was only able to hover about 10 feet off the ground for a minute with no human passengers on board, which really doesn't sound all that impressive. But it is important to remember that we are just talking about a prototype here. NEC knows there's a lot of work to be done before anybody in their right mind would climb aboard one of these things. But the company's CEO says, We at NEC believe that a revolution of travel centered on flying cars will occur. And they're not the only ones. Uber is planning on expanding their ride-sharing options to the sky and hope to start commercial operation by 2023. They've even already agreed with Dallas, Texas to make the city the site of their pilot project. I know this might just be me being a Debbie Downer here, but I don't see the point in flying cars. I'm sorry, but I just don't get the attraction to them. Like, Japan, cars don't go in the air. You know where cars go? On roads. You got roads, right? I know you got roads. I've seen Godzilla movies. They had roads there. I've seen anime. They had roads there. So why are you going to go put your cars in the air? It doesn't make sense. You know how noisy that would be to have drones flying above your head all day long? I get it. They're trying to alleviate their traffic problem by going 3D, but... There's a better way to do it. You ever hear of tunnels, Japan? You can go down as far as you want. Just build some tunnels and drive your car there. Roads. You know? That's it for today's show. Thank you very much for listening. We'll catch you again on Monday. Bye now.